Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and this is the checkup. Say you don't know me. I recognize my face. Say you don't care. Goes to that kind of place. Knee deep in the hoopla, sinking in your fight. Too many. I am so glad that you made a decision to listen again. And if this is your first time listening to a Recovery Guy podcast, then uh, welcome. And I hope you find uh, what you're looking for. Uh, I hope you find it here and I hope you find it in other places as well. One of the things that I have found to be so important um, in my recovery journey, even though there are more consistent places I go because of my personal set of beliefs. I try not to leave any stone unturned. I listen to so many different types of things um, based on my mood and what I'm looking to strive for. If someone points out something in my life where I can become better or adopt for the very first time, um, I want to do that. I want to look at it. So Uh, If you're looking and you're kicking the tires, I hope you stick around for a minute. Uh, If you don't, I hope you find what you're looking for on your recovery journey uh, because that's what we want for each other. We just want to get well and how we get well is not as as important as the fact that we do get well. One of the most important things that I have found in attaining hope is sharing hope. And once we develop a message that allows us to articulate and emotionally uh, translate into a a verbal or mental um, uh, process, then we can even share that message uh, to others and encourage others. Uh, Sharing is caring. Uh, And I believe that. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. When we care about others, um, we want to share uh, the care that has been given us that we can all sort of uh, combine our resources and get well together. Hope is so critical. Uh, The Bible says that hope deferred makes a heart sick. Uh, So I don't want hope to be put off. I want to hope in things that are real and Open things that I believe I can attain if I'm doing the right things along the way. How about you? How is your hope? Is your is your hope up uh, to where you want it to be? Uh, is is your personal hope meeting your emotional and practical expectations? Um, I hope it does because we are a people. So many of us, when we came into recovery, it wasn't an intellectual process. It became intellectual. Uh, But in the beginning, for most all of us, it was very emotional because we were sick and tired of being sick and tired. We come into recovery, like I previously stated, um, without much hope, if any at all. Many of us have been on the losing side of life uh, for some time. Uh, I had gone down a road that I had started on when I was 14 years old and so many journeys and so many people and so many uh, rabbit trails and so many substances and and so many relationships and such failure. I'd been on the losing side since I was 14. Um, 
where I just didn't want to lose anymore, but I didn't know how not to lose. So I just needed to learn how to medicate while I lost, right? We're battered, we're bruised, and we're beaten. Uh, As time goes on, uh, now providing we are participating in recovery, things begin to look differently as we enter into what we understand as recovery, whether it's a 12-step program, a secular program, a religious program, we enter onto a path that is called recovery. Things begin to look differently to us, don't they? We slowly begin to view our life as one whereby we might have what we see others enjoy. Remember that? We would see someone else and think, man, they seem a whole lot like me. They seem to really understand where I'm coming from, yet they're not suffering from the things that I thought I would be doomed to suffer with forever. You know what? They had recovered. They were a new creature. They were resurrected. Whatever terminology you want to put on it, they did the things that I did, went to the places I went to, suffered the same loss that I was experiencing, and yet they seemed healed. And that is when I developed a sense of hope. You know, John Maxwell, again, I've quoted him so many times because this statement is so powerful. If there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Isn't that just a a great, I, I want that to always be true in my life. If there is hope in the future, and there is for all of us, there's power right now. And what did we lack in, in 12 steps and eight? It says lack of power. That was our dilemma. But see, we lived this life where we thought we had power, but we were powerless because power shouldn't kill you. Power should accelerate and embrace and allow you to appreciate and enjoy your life. That's what real power does. Power should not bring about my demise. So when I when I tapped into the hope and the power that I saw in you, that gave me hope for the future based on what I saw you doing. And I realized, wow, if I do these things, I can have these things, or at least my version of them, which helped me feel more powerful, but power that was real because something was gaining in my life. And that's what power is designed to do. When we consider hope, when we look at hope and dictionary.com, and when defined as a noun, hope is the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. Isn't that a wonderful definition? I'm going to put these in the notes, so don't worry about you know scratching these things down or memorizing them too much. I'll drop them into the podcast notes for you. But again, Hope is the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. I like that a lot. Now, when it's used as a verb, it means to look forward to with desire and reasonable confidence. I love that. We can be reasonably sure that based on my desire which should translate into action, 
which qualifies it as a verb, then my reasonable confidence is that, going back to the noun, that events will turn out for the best. So do you, I know myself and others that I hang with, we have a message of hope to share with others. Matter of fact, I would go so far as to say we have an obligation to share this message of hope, certainly with those who lack hope and encourage those who do. I love the 12-step of recovery, and I love the Christian and uh, uh, theological principle of receiving. You know who receives? People who give. Receiving is a natural spiritual response to giving. And that's just that's just a universal rule, which I love because it's a constant in my life. And I was sharing with this a friend the other day. I said, you show me a person who's not receiving. And I'll show you a person who's likely not giving. Because it's a universal spiritual uh, uh, principle that the universe and God supplies that as my cup is emptied, it is filled. And if you want to just do that as a, as a tempting or as a trying or a trial of God, hey, knock yourself out. He's up to the challenge. That power that's greater than yourself is truly greater than you. It's greater than all of us. Again, those who lack hope, and maybe they'll see us and think, just maybe I might find hope. Remember when you saw that in another person? Just like I did. I looked at him and I thought, dang, maybe, maybe I could have that. And it unleashes that power. So when people look at you, do they see in you the hope for them tomorrow? Do they see in you today hope for their tomorrow? I hope that they do. Again, we have an obligation in the 12 step of recovery. It's having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We tried to carry this message and, and, and to practice these principles in our affairs. We tried to carry this message to other alcoholics. We had a spiritual awakening. We had a spiritual experience. We are recovered, right? It's the whole implication. And now our response, our gift back for what we received is to go share it with others. It's a spiritual principle that we dare not violate. If you want to keep what you have, you have to give away what you've gotten. And in the Bible, you know, when they asked Jesus about the greatest commandments, first one was love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And the next one is to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you look at any spiritual approach that practices grace and mercy, right? You look at Judaism, you look at the other major monotheistic religions of the world, and they will practice a spiritual elevation based on our love for others and our service towards others and us having hope in ourselves, so others can find that hope. When we share our hope with someone who has found hope, both their hope 
and ours is bound to grow. That's that synergy. When I take something from you and I add it to me, there's another third more powerful element that is generated and created because now we are another force. We are another power which really transcends who we are, what we could have been independently. So how do we find hope? And and all of us, we, we even go through this in our recovered life because we're always continuing to try to find hope, right? So from a foundational standpoint, how do we find hope in what might appear to be hopeless or or how we look at something that might be minimized. So if we are clean and or sober today, then we have hope, right? If, if we are clean and sober today, if we've made a decision, maybe you're not an alcoholic or a drug addict, maybe you had another behavioral challenge that caused you to, to be without hope and to live in that area of joy or, or lack of joy and, and personal despair. But if you are in a sense of recovery today, then you have hope. I have had hope because I've been in recovery for 12,379 days. I have had hope for that many days. Sometimes my hope is a little bit more than others because, again, at the end of the day, I'm a human being, not a human doing. And so we, we have days that may be better than what we perceive them to be. And we, and we have days that aren't that good, but we, we have hope that tomorrow would be better. So it was still a great day. If we get through this day to day, knowing that we did not have to say yes to things that we were wanting to say no to in the, in the area of our behavioral change, then we have hope. Another thing. Is, is my life getting better even by a small margin? You know, sometimes I love what Bill talks about. We had, we had, we had so many problems. This is in the doctor's opinion. We, we resolved, we resigned from ever resolving them. We had so many problems. So many things were crashing down around us and our life was just chaotic. But we looked at our life getting incrementally better one day at a time, small margin at a time, but it was still improving inch by inch, dot to dot. Are we finding new friends in our new way of living? Whether it's a meeting that we attend in 12-step or, or a church or another social gathering. Because we are to change old playgrounds and old playmates, right? So are we... Are we finding hope in, in like-minded people? Do we find ourselves wanting to identify with others who are like us? Because we can find hope in others. And then have we begun to really recognize and then give credit to what our higher power has done for us? Have we done that? Where is our recognition? Where is our response? Where is our gratitude? 
You know, the best way to say thank you is through action. Not words, but action. What is our response? Why recognize what our higher power has done for us if we're not willing to make the the changes? What good is having something that's not activated? So God gives us this power to change and then we don't? How long do you think that power is going to last unattended? You know, I love what Zig Ziglar said. He said that um, nature's resources are depleted as they're being used. Our resources are depleted when we don't. So if we get a resource from God and we don't use it, it will be depleted. It will atrophy and it will be no use whatsoever. If, if we find that the above uh, items is not happening in our lives, can, can we look in the mirror and honestly say we're working the program of recovery again, whatever program that is, whatever path that is, if, if we're not having victory over our behavior, over our addiction, are we not having that success because we're not honestly working the program of recovery? Are we not incrementally getting better? I mean, is there no sign of our growth whatsoever? Aren't we making new acquaintances? Aren't we identifying we're no longer terminally unique? We're not the only one in the room who is like this because there's so many of us out there that we should be able to identify with. And there's strength in numbers. And then, of course, what about our higher power? If if we are working the program of recovery and we are honestly approaching it, then these things should be happening in our life. Otherwise, we're not being honest. And you might say you are, but if these things aren't occurring, the likelihood is you're not being honest or you haven't been honest long enough. Please do not leave five minutes before the miracle happens. Some of us are so beaten down, it's hard to recognize because we have so much garbage to to sort through and to clear out. Some of us, the only thing we have is our lack of using. These other things haven't occurred yet. Give it time. Do not quit. Day in and day out. And if if you find yourself and you say you're being honest and you're really working the program to the best of your ability, but yet you aren't having the, get with someone else. Get someone else. Maybe we're being too subjective. Maybe we mean to be a little bit more objective, right? Because if we keep working these areas of our life, areas of recovery, these things will occur and even more. What we need to do is, is, is find hope in our life. Find hope in each and every day. In, in our overall recovery, then, and as we're going down that road, that path, 
then we make an honest effort to share that message of hope with someone else. And we watch them grow and we watch them get that same sense of energy and same sense of excitement and same sense of gratitude and same sense of power that they're beginning to feel because what occurred in our life is occurring in theirs. I'm going to post it on Instagram uh, today. I came across a a memory um, from uh, three years ago, actually almost four years ago now. And it was a great picture of some friends of mine, uh, of uh, a buddy and of Scott and Eddie and me. And you're going to love this picture. So go to recovery underscore guy and look at this picture. And this was four years ago because I I was taking my 30-year chip. And so now we'd add four to this. So combined, so now then Buddy has 43, he'll have 43, Eddie will have 36 years, Scott will have 37 years and I'll have 34. So combined, this this group of us, we have 138 years of combined sobriety just between the four of us. Isn't that crazy? And that was because we, we all found hope. What's really fantastic is that these guys were guys that I met at the turning point when I first came into recovery back in 1986. So these same guys are still there sharing their message of hope and it builds and it grows and it accelerates their hope and their power. Sharing the message of hope is one of the most powerful things we can do. And when we share, when we give, we automatically receive. So don't ever worry that um, if I give too much, if I do too much. Matter of fact, if you don't have that much, it's likely because you're not sharing. If you're a person of recovery, you are mandated. It is your obligation. It is our obligation to give back freely as to what we've been freely given. That is our response. Sharing a message of hope is the most wonderful thing to share the smile and to see a person who does not think that they have hope, to realize that they do have hope. Because again, if there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. And who doesn't like a little bit more power, right? So share the message of hope that has been given to you and watch your hope increase, and others become well right along with you. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you go to recoveryguide.org. Check out the blogs. Look at the different ways you can support our movement. And we are so glad that you showed up today. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. I was trying to do everything I could on my own, and I was done.